welcome to my Surviving September podcast and I hope you had a great summer this year. So for those of you who don't know me, I am Astra and I am a mindfulness yoga teacher and founder of Therapy Yoga. So this is my very first podcast, so please advanced apologies for any stuttering or airy pauses or if I just lose my train of thought. Um, So why a podcast on surviving September? And this is really because one of uh, a friend of mine mentioned that September is now the new January. And I was just like, really? And then I started to think about it. I thought, well, actually, I've spent a lot of time kind of overindulging with sweet treats and maybe a bit of, you know, bubbly in the sun and starting to feel a little bit sluggish as we kind of get to the end of the summer and emotionally and energetically feeling the need to reset. So I kind of get it. So I thought, well, why don't I do a podcast with kind of some survival tips for getting through this, especially as the the nights will creep in and the, you know, the days get shorter. So I developed in a very kind of nerdy way, sort of these three alliterations uh, for my uh, tips. And so this is reviving, renewing and restoring. So the first tip, which I'm going to talk about in a little bit more detail, uh, I'll talk about all of them in a bit more detail, but the first one is reviving and that is thinking about breathing new life into your exercise routine. Um, It sounds kind of, oh yeah, heard it all before, but it can also be about uh, approaching it a little bit more mindfully. Um, So that's kind of the first area. The second is renewing. And this is about getting rid of the old with the new. So that kind of January feeling again, but it's less about moving furniture and more about feelings. Um, And then thirdly, it's restoring. And this is kind of my favourite. And this is about self-nurturing and creating some space in your life for slowing things down. So yeah, so I'll be talking a little bit more in detail about that. And then I also have a bonus R at the end. So listen out for that at the end. Um, And before we jump into the conversation, I would love to hear from you on this discussion. So you can connect with me via my website, which is www.therapyyoga.co.uk. Or you can find me on Facebook or um, Instagram at Therapy Yoga. So let's dive in. Let's just talk about this and I'll try to keep them relatively brief and give an example that you know might kind of make sense. So the first one, this idea of increasing movement, and so I would say that, wouldn't I, because I'm a yoga teacher, but it isn't just about yoga. It's about maybe that dance class that you always thought you wanted to do. Um, it could be something slower like Tai Chi or Qigong, which is a favorite of mine, uh, swimming um, and walking. And walking is kind of you know you don't have to book anything you just step out the door and for me it's it's more about walking mindfully and that kind of helps with giving a new fresh outlook if we, if we stay with that kind of January analogy and kind of thinking about new things and mindful walking can be a real eye-opener 
so I mean I just think about when I deliberately say I'm going to take a, a walk mindfully I might just decide to look above my eye level because you tend to kind of look at your eye level and the first time I started doing this I realized that the same walk that I was doing you know for years on end I actually noticed things you know above my eye level uh, about the roads that I'm walking down that I'd literally never seen before and it was just very interesting and so the idea of mindful walking is kind of taking a caring interest in the world around you and I say caring because when we uh, start to look at things you know sometimes especially if we're kind of holding a space for self-observation that it, it kind of defaults to kind of negativity so it, the word caring is quite important because you're taking a caring interest uh, maybe observing and appreciating yourself as you walk so just kind of appreciating the fact that you know we can stand on our two feet for those people who can you know and, and you know it's one of those things where you might even notice the the, the the ground underneath the feet as you walk or your arms moving in sync um, the rhythm of your own breath and, and things like this and you know and as, as I said uh, it's really important for this to be a kind of mindfulness practice um, and mindfulness really translates into heartfulness so this is a kind of perspective of befriending and caring curiosity rather than criticism so in short what am I saying I'm saying don't be tempted to default to self-criticism but find um, you know a, a kind of activity base that that, that, that you want to invigorate this autumn that speaks to you um, but you're going to approach it very mindfully and in, in the sense of appreciation so I hope that made sense. Um, certainly some sort of food for thought in terms of how you approach just physical movement. Okay, so my second tip is um, all about self-renewal and if you like, self-refining. And again, it's not about inspecting uh, all of your perceived faults with a fine tooth comb. Um, it's more about letting go, just letting go of stuff that doesn't serve you and your aspirations, or which holds you back from moving forward. So rather than looking back, um, it's more positive. It's more kind of identifying the qualities in yourself that you would really like to see blossom more. And for those of you who are kind of more visual, you might even just write those down. Um, and for some people, that's not as helpful. It might just be a kind of uh, internal affirmation about uh, the types of things that you want to see more in yourself. And then you just embody these qualities in everything you do. So I'll give you an example. I want to cultivate um, kind of a quality of not overthinking things. So if, if I'm honest with you, if I'm totally honest with you, this podcast nearly didn't happen. And what made it happen was a conscious decision within me, thinking about moving forward, that I need to cultivate the quality of not overthinking. And I need to do that 
so I can share the things that I know work and um, I know make difference to people's lives. And without me doing that, um, it kind of is not happening and things are not being shared and, you know, I'm not living my aspirations. So that was kind of, it was almost like a, a mantra or an affirmation. I need to cultivate the quality of not overthinking so I can better share things with people. So it's kind of like that kind of uh, sort of self-renewing and refining and again, and I'm going to repeat this, you know, this is not permission to punish. It's not about self-deprecation, about, oh, God, why can't I do that? You know, why haven't I got to that stage yet? It's it's really more about self-empowerment. And um, I like to think of it when I was kind of uh, coming to write, you know, the, the points for this podcast, I, I sort of thought this is kind of a warm and wonderful opportunity to direct my life. And so that's kind of how I'm seeing self-renewal. So just identify those aspirational qualities and just make a decision to start to embody them. Great. So this nicely segues into my final tip. And this is restoring another permission is permission to pause. So do you like how I did that? I'm still here. That was a terrible joke. But yeah, so hopefully you've got a smile on your face. (laughs) And if you have, just start to think about all the things that uh, really you you feel that self-support you or um, is kind of a nurturing, things that self-nurture, the things that you'd like to do. It could be something like creatively, like painting, uh, getting a regular massage or spa treatment, a relaxation class or just simply sitting quietly in meditation which is what I encourage and and I do myself Um, but you know anything that um, you can kind of pause around and then you make a commitment to put those in your calendar so for those of you who already do it great well done but I'm going to put my hand up and as much as I know about yoga and mindfulness and you know I teach it for a living but I am as guilty as anyone for not prioritizing this enough in my life I really am so the key is to kind of explore what works for your schedule and your lifestyle um, and you know make a commitment to passive activity so it's not kind of like the tip one and it's it's really a focus on resting the body and the mind from busy thoughts so whatever that looks like to you making a commitment to have that regular whether that you know is weekly monthly or quarterly but a a kind of commitment to that uh, regular restoration and and what that does you know when you're resting consciously um, is it resets the nervous system and it's as is it's as much I think um, it's it's as vital for your health um, as all the other things like nutrition and etc so um, so yeah so that's my final tip so yeah so I'll probably just need to recap so we're reviving our energy levels uh, with more focused or mindful movement we're thinking about the qualities in ourselves that best serve us and our loved ones and our aspirations 
and then we're looking more about uh, putting into place regular and genuine rest to restore. So yeah, I hope this has been helpful and it wasn't too long or too short. Uh, It's very difficult to gauge these things. Um, But if you do anything differently this month, I would love to hear about it. Cool. So um, I mentioned at the beginning that I had a bonus R and my bonus R is reads. So I get asked a lot by my students and clients, what what am I currently reading? And what better opportunity than to share this in my podcast? In my podcast, that sounds really good. (laughs) The one podcast that I've done. But yeah, so I dip in and out of various reads. And so I just picked a few that, that are impacting me at the moment. So the first one is The Complete Book of Oriental Yoga by Michael Hetherington. And he gives a really useful overview of yoga through the seasons, which is quite relevant to kind of uh, my approach to planning my classes and courses. And this is the second year that I've used this book because it really, really helped me last year. And uh, it's given me a deeper understanding of of Eastern health philosophies, um, but just also how we kind of feel differently during the seasons which you know lots of people know but don't really think about um so yeah so it's a good book the second one is relax and renew by so relax and renew so that bit fast uh, by judith lassiter and she writes loads on restorative yoga and um you know she's been teaching since the 70s and she's one of um very highly regarded uh, yoga teacher and um, I use her book for my own personal practice, and that's my rest practice rather than my active practice. And then the last one is um, a book that, for those of you who attend some of my classes, um, will know that I share quite a lot is The Miracle of Mindfulness by Tina Hanth. And I don't know if I pronounced that right, but he's a Vietnamese monk. And he offers some wonderful short practices for settling the mind. But also, if you're into breath therapy, he has a, a great practices for the breath as well. So if any of those um, books spark an interest, definitely worth checking them out. 